Welcome to the Camino Podcast. I'm Dave Whitson. This is episode four. Today, we're focused on Phil's Camino, the upcoming documentary focused on the story and pilgrimage of Phil Volker, a man from Vashon Island, Washington, who was diagnosed with stage four cancer and yet still persisted in achieving his dream of walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain. First, I'll speak with Phil about his experience, his preparation, and his reflections on pilgrimage. Then, I'll be joined by Annie O'Neill, the producer and director of Phil's Camino, who you may know from her previous work on walking the Camino, Six Ways to Santiago. Even the music today comes from Phil's Camino, as the soundtrack for the episode is Dan Byrne's Walk With Me. Thanks for joining us. And stay tuned to hear from Phil and then Annie. Phil Volker of Vashon Island, Washington, is the subject of the new documentary, Phil's Camino. It's an incredible story. It's the kind of story that either has to be a work of fiction or the subject of a documentary. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's really something that's, that's quite remarkable. And uh, Phil joins me now. How are you doing today, Phil? Hey, I'm great. I'm, uh, it's Sunday morning. I just got back from Mass, and I'm... Uh having a cup of coffee, and here I am. Great. So take me back. What was your earliest inspiration to walk the Camino de Santiago? Uh, well, I had never heard of it before I watched the um, Hollywood movie The Way with Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. I mm-hmm. never, you know, I had no idea what it was, or I didn't have really an idea about pilgrimage in general. Uh, and that sort of got me started. Mm-hmm. And and then, at what point did you decide that this this was something for you? You were interested in making a pilgrimage. Well, almost immediately. I'm <laughs> 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 seeing it. I I was just uh, sort of fell in love with the whole thing. Uh, you know, even though it um, later on, I real you know, it's a Hollywood movie, so there's a plot and. You know, some of the stuff kind of got in my way of sort of studying the mm-hmm. situation. But um, then, you know, later I had other resources like the, the you know, the Camino documentary, mm-hmm. um, Walking the Camino. So anyway, at the very beginning, um, <clears throat> I, I uh, at that point, had uh, was diagnosed with stage four cancer, which is... <sighs> You know, there's no stage five cancer, so right. you know, I get an A in cancer, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm right there at the pinnacle. So um, I was working with um, a wonderful doctor at a Swedish hospital, Seattle, or two wonderful doctors, but the one I'm talking about was my rehab doctor, mm-hmm. who, um, Dr. Zucker, who uh, his his um, sort of theme is using uh, exercise as medicine. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I had already gone through a, a stint uh, in the indoor gym with all the machines, you know, and mm-hmm. I just felt like a uh, hamster in a cage, you know. I just, it was just a chore. The elliptical wasn't working for you? 
no, none of that was <laughs> working for me uh, at all. And uh, so I was searching for something else to do. And then, I, you know, this is when I, I discovered the way and I go, well, you know, I could start, I could just do, I could just walk, you know, perhaps mm-hmm. that would be a way to get my exercise. And so it kind of all came together in the sense that here I was, I needed something to do. I, I, I saw the movie. I, I go, well, I could, I could just walk. And I came across the idea of, well, maybe I could, um, you know, to make it more interesting, to make it more structured, to make it more um, real, you know, sort of set up a virtual Camino, sort of, why couldn't I, you know, just sort of make believe I was in Spain, you know, right? <laughs> so um, yeah. that's really, uh, you know, I can't, the timeline's a little fuzzy for me right now because this was like four years ago, but um, yeah. um, that's really the the sort of genesis of the, of the thing, so. So so what did this what did this Vashon Island Camino look like? Ah, okay. Well, uh, my wife and I have ten acres here on, on Vashon, which is um you know, just a great um space for me to mm-hmm. you know, play with. We have a couple gardens and a corn patch and some pastures and uh woodlot and, you know, various parts of it are used for different things. And mm-hmm. I um I had some of it in, you know, there was trails going various places, but when I started thinking about a, a trail, sort of a, you know, as long as I could make it, as interesting as I could make it, as um, not sort of non-repetitive as I could make it, you know, I didn't want it mm-hmm. to be busy work. I wanted it to be, you know, look like you were actually going somewhere. You were going sure. somewhere. So, so it mapped out that that route, turned out to be 0.88 kilometers, you know, hmm. not a total kilometer, but about a little over half a mile, that equates to, and mm-hmm. um, for one lap. Um, and I was real happy with it. it. You know, part of it was out in the open, part of it was in the woods, part of it was in the sun, part of it in the shade, part of it uh, was sort of um, wide open, and part of it was, you know, sort of more private and... Um, <clears throat> It had, you know, it had a lot of interesting sort of moves to it, uh, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was happy with that. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, the engineering part of it, you know. Uh, and I got a mm-hmm. friend that was, you know, a guy that does tractor work, and I got his little machine for measuring distance, and uh, you know. <laughs> Wow! Figured out that each time you went around, you gained twenty feet in elevation, and you know that's nice. sort of comparable to the Camino in Spain um, in terms of um, thousands of feet of you know climbing. Uh, mm-hmm. So anyway, um, that's sort of the engineering uh, part of it. And we had our um, at that point, I was converted to Catholicism. I um, joined a local church here and went through a big orientation. And we had, I had the um, um, the priest, Father Mark, come and bless the trail uh, before we opened it. Uh, hmm. And that was really, a, a, you know, that was really a good, a solid thought beginning, you know, good mm-hmm. uh, above and beyond the engineering itself. So, so there was already kind of a spiritual thing coming into it uh, early on. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So 
So, so how did it then? So you have this, you have this route, you have uh, uh-huh. this this pilgrimage circuit set up. Uh-huh. Did you did you simply just try to to walk laps? How how to what degree uh-huh. did you really try to simulate uh-huh. the the Camino? Okay, well, uh, I tried to as much as possible sort of get a feel for what it would be like. I mean, it obviously now that I've gone to Spain and seen it in person and come back, <laughs> um, you know, it's, of course, there's much more to it, but, you know, it was a great start and it was a great prep uh, for me um, mm-hmm. because I did walk the 500 miles uh, on my trail and I did, you know, walk another couple hundred miles other places, training on hills and roads and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, but what I did was to try to simulate as much as possible. Part of it was I got a, a map from the Camino, and I and I saw the route, and I saw the towns that were on it, and it had, you know, all the mileages. And uh, so I was able to um, keep a logbook um, of every lap. I, you know, would come back every lap. I would um, put the the time and and my initials and the date and you know, maybe who was with me or the weather or some little note or did I see the mm-hmm. rosary on that lap or, you know, some, you know, something to make that an individual little unit. Mm. Um, so, so in your mind able, you were always moving forward. Yeah, I was always moving forward and I was traveling from one town to another. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I had the towns written in where they would be uh, according to the mileage. So I was able to kind of, um, you know, at least see the name of each town. I wasn't sure about the character of the town or how, what it looked like or how big it was or, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, it, it was as close as I could kind of get to it. Uh, and, um, and so I started out walking, you know, a few laps a day, uh, cause I was very weak for the cancer, uh, and the cancer mm-hmm. treatment. Um, and, and, um, my doctor, uh, was helping me, you know, to uh, constantly build my strength without overdoing it, uh, mm-hmm. overdoing, you know, and, and sort of having setbacks. You don't want to, you know, you just want to keep it moving, pacing. How how important is pacing, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a very important uh, sort of idea and concept to get a grip on. So so I was early on doing that, and, and every day I was doing more laps, and Pretty soon I got to, you know, by the end of it, I was doing like six miles a day, which Mm -hmm. is one of my goals was to get to six miles a day because I realized if I went to the Camino, I would have, that would be a half a day walk. Mm -hmm. It would be like one unit of walking, you know, morning walk, half a day, and then lunch, and then you do another one in the afternoon. So that was kind of the way I thought about it. So six miles became important. That's fantastic. And did you say you 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 covered 500 miles? You made it to Santiago on Vashon yeah. Island. Oh yeah. How did that? What was that? <laughs> what was that like when you arrived in Santiago? Um, okay. Well, I started on my birthday, which is happens yeah. to be um, tomorrow. Uh, wow. December Happy 21st, birthday. the solstice. Um, which I was born on the darkest day in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, holy moly, the only way is up, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I started on my birthday in 2014, on December 21st, and 
we had a party that day, kind of a bonfire to start off, and we had about 50 people walked with me that day. Wow. Uh, you know, that came to people from church and people people from my Bible class and friends and neighbors. and um, <clears throat> So we had a good beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking uh, probably three laps a day to start with, and then I got to the end when I was walking 12 laps a day uh, to start with, oh. uh, I mean, to finish it up. And that was the uh, that was the 500 miles, mm-hmm. and I did yeah walk all the way across, uh, and and that took from okay that took from December 21st to May 12th, which mm-hmm. I know that date because that's our, my grandson was born here in Tacoma, Washington, so wow. <clears throat> I finished the Camino in the morning with a couple of friends that were here, to, you know and Rebecca was here, my my wife was here. And then we finished the Camino, and then we jumped in the car. We went to Tacoma, across the ferry to Tacoma, uh, to the hospital, and saw our new grandson in that afternoon. He was born. What a day. day. Yeah, he was born that day. <laughs> ah, what a great uh, day. I know. I know. So uh, it's like everything else in sort of in the last three or four years, there's hardly any coincidence, you know? There's all this yeah. stuff that's, I mean, I know you know what I'm talking about. There's... There's things that happen, and you go, holy cow, uh, yeah. you know, and there doesn't seem to be, you know, there's always synchronicity going on, you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm on and the right track. I know I'm on the right yeah, track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that story alone is incredible, mm. but your pilgrimage wasn't limited to Vashon Island. So how did you end up in Spain? Okay, so <clears throat> at some point, you know, I'd seen the movie The Way, and I, you know, I didn't have any time or money. I, I didn't, you know, I was doing chemotherapy every two weeks, yeah, uh, which was terribly grueling, um, and um, I didn't have any spare money. We owed money, you know. I mean, we had hospital bills and, you know, travel bills and all this stuff that we were encountering because of the cancer. You know, it turned into a major hobby. That's how I like to talk about it. <laughs> You know, it's like, holy moly, I need another hobby, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so so I had watched the movie The Way, you know, and this was on my mind, you know, of I was going to reproduce the Spanish sort of pilgrimage um, as best I could to get a feel for the flavor and get an idea of what it might be like. So <clears throat> at a certain point, my doctor, Dr. Zucker, my um, rehabilitation doctor, he would be writing his reports, mm-hmm. you know, um, that he did every time he saw me and he would put in there like, Oh, Phil's really doing remarkably well. He'll be in great shape for Spain, <laughs> you know? And then he, in the next sentence would have Spain in it. And the next sentence would, he'd see how many times he could work Spain into the, That's awesome. <laughs> into the report, you know, so the other doctors would see it. So he's like planting mm-hmm. a seed about, <clears throat> you know, me, even though I'm saying, doc, I have no time or money. How am I going to go? I just no way I'm going to go, you know? So, but he <laughs> he was hot on it, you know. He was like, "Okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make this thing happen." He mm-hmm. didn't say that to me, but <clears throat> but um, that's how it kind of worked out. And you know, there was, for instance, there was on the way to the hospital, which I passed, you know, numerous times. There was a billboard, and mm-hmm. one of the other hospitals in Seattle had a picture of this man who was, you know, probably roughly my age, and he had his swimming goggles on he was pushing himself out of the pool you know and he said 
the the punchline was, you know, I got my stage three down at the pool. Hmm. And I'm looking at this going, you know, I could take my stage four to Spain. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> like, what the heck is that? That's nothing, man. You know? Right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm you know, this idea is coalescing. It's kind of coming. And I'm still got no time or money, you know? So, mm-hmm. so we check with my oncologist, and he is willing to uh, give me a, a, a little vacation of a treatment off. Hmm. In other words, if I could get a, one of my treatments off, I could have like pretty much a whole month to go play. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was lobbying for you know two treatments off. I went, <laughs> you know, but I figured if I lobbied for the big chunk, I would at least get the little chunk. That's how you negotiate, right? Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to start big. Um, yeah. Anyway, I wound up. He was sticking with the. I love him. I love him because he he was the adult in the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why I think about. <laughs> he would. He stuck to the protocol. You know, he was yeah. going to give me one time off. Um, and so that was Doctor Gold mm-hmm. uh, at Swedish Hospital. Gave me my one time off, and that gave me like thirty-two days, and it gave me um, like twenty-seven days to walk if I just. If I sort of didn't take any break, I would go from the hospital right to the airport kind of thing. And, yeah. You know? Wow. Right? Go, go from the airport back to the hospital kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's what that looked like, you know. So, so anyway, I, here's another remarkable little detail was that um, – so that was the time. I had the time to go, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't have the the money to go, and in the in the process of all this, I had discovered a um, something called unclaimed funds. Hmm. Every state has unclaimed funds, uh, like an office of unclaimed funds. And I found out that my dear parents, who have been departed uh, since 1999, had both had unclaimed funds on this list. You know, wow! But from New York State, right? Yeah. And, but they didn't. They don't. New York State doesn't tell you how much they're on those funds. They don't mm-hmm. tell you that. Okay, so um, I had a cousin who was a lawyer who helped me do the paperwork, and all of a sudden I wound up with a significant chunk of money <laughs> that my mother had <laughs> squirreled away. Wow! My dearly departed mother, who here is her gift after her death to me at exactly here, the right time. My my son, go do the Camino. Yeah. So I'm breaking up right here. Um, so that was the time and the money. And, and all of a sudden, you know, my wife looks at me and goes, hey, you're out of here, man. Get out of here. You know? <laughs> so we started planning and we, we, we got, you know, plane tickets with insurance, you know, that I could turn it back in and yeah. get my money back because I had a scan like the day before I left you know, to make sure that I was okay. And if it, the scan went bad, I wouldn't, oh I wouldn't gosh. be able to go, you know, it was up to the last day. Yeah. Um, it was so dramatic, you know, that whole thing. Um, so yeah. What was there it, what was it like after all of that preparation, all of the, the issues swirling around this, this trip <laughs> to finally set, to take your first few steps in Spain? What was that like? Well, part of that process was that somewhere along the line, I said to my Dr. Zucker, my rehab doc, I said, you know, wouldn't it be cool if we could document this? <laughs> and that's, oh, man, that's sent into motion this whole 
documentary movie thing. Which yeah. Sort of, you know, in the end, um, um, it's um, 95% done at this point. Mm -hmm. um, in where are we, December uh, 2015? And it's, um, you know, being entered in film festivals, and um, it's a remarkable little inspirational movie, mm -hmm. you know, about a guy with cancer who, you know, stepped outside his comfort zone and uh, did a pilgrimage in Spain, and 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 did an inner pilgrimage uh, that, um, as a result of uh, all the factors, uh, you know, became a wonderful thing. So, um, anyway, that came in there too and we were like trying to get three people on a film crew to spain and you know <laughs> how are we going to pay for that and you know what does that look like how much money do they need to survive for a month and mm -hmm. um, you know and do the filming and walk with us and and they turned out to be three remarkably beautiful young people that um you know are friends forever sort of people and uh they went with us and and, uh, and two people from my church went, you know, so it was all wow. this logistics, you know, there was all this logistics to make this happen. And, uh, but uh, we did it. And yeah, there was like, <laughs> you know, it was all like last minute, like crazy kind of stuff. So um, off we went. And, and, yeah. and this was in July, late July 2014. We wow. took off for Madrid. That's awesome. What what was the what was Spain like for you? What did it what did it feel like to be walking there instead of Vashon Island? Ah, well, uh, well, it was totally encompassing. Like um, you know, as time wise, I mean, your whole day is it revolves around it. You don't mm -hmm. you know walk for you don't walk for um, two hours and then you know go do something else. You pretty <laughs> much were yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> absorbed you you know you're pretty much your hundred percent of your capability and consciousness and all that yeah remarkable experience just i don't know it was life-changing really i uh, just in general you know i would i have a military background i i uh, was in the marine corps for three years and um sort of part of my historical flavor and um I would term the Camino a international uh, spiritual boot camp. Mm. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of stuff, I mean, you, you with me? A lot yeah. of stuff, good stuff happens to a lot of people in a very short period of time. It's very compressed. Uh, and whippo zamo, there you are. You know, you're <laughs> like, you're a different person. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Like, how does that happen, you know? Yeah. Well, it's been happening for 1,200 years, and, uh, you know, it's not like there's little engineers with bow ties pushing levers and stuff, but, <laughs> no, right, but, 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 you know, it's been going for 1,200 years, and the things that don't work aren't there anymore, and the things that work are there, mm -hmm. so everybody that walks has a chance to um, have a transformation, whether they, you know, take advantage of that or not, I'm not sure. What do you happened to me? Happened to me, mm. you know, David. Happened to me. So, what do you hope that people watching the film will get from it? The film. Uh, the film has, you know, gone through some convolutions, uh, um, uh, but the general basic idea is kind of one of inspiration, is mm -hmm. of uh, getting people to sort of outside their comfort zone and to stretch your 
thinking and um, do things maybe um, that are challenging, whether that's walking, you know, a thousand miles or a hundred miles or ten feet or whatever that might be for that person. Uh, and, um, you know, my big, uh, one of my big messages is, um, is to get uh, rehabilitation along with your treatment. So many people just get treatment and stop short there. No. And, and the treatment is so, can be so brutal that, uh, you know, you need to be put back together. Mm-hmm. You need to have somebody help you reestablish um, some kind of normality in your life. So uh, that's really a large portion of it. And, and the other portion is, you know, just sort of living your life every day, you know, mm-hmm. uh, no matter... You know what the doctors say. No matter what they say, you know you got you know um, you know twenty years to live, or you got um, twenty weeks to live, or you got twenty seconds to live, dude. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter because you know you only have this one day, really. You know, mm-hmm. you got to make the most of it. Uh, and when you can do that, then you're really on top of things. So mm-hmm. that's that's sort of in there, woven in there too. So. Are you still walking regularly on the Vashon Island pilgrimage? Yeah, I um, I have. Well, interestingly enough, this particular phenomenon here on Vashon has turned into kind of a pilgrimage site for people. Wow! That come. Um, I know, like what? <laughs> you know, like right? I have people. Um, you know, that drive in from a uh, lady came from Portland, um, Oregon, um, drove mm-hmm. up with her two little dogs and they walked with me one afternoon and for instance and um you know other people drive from other places and then i had um four people just come up from salt lake uh, hmm. flew up wow for uh three days and we're here for a whole day uh on the camino and um and they had walked they were all uh well three of them were uh had walked uh once twice one of them walked five different caminos in spain um you know um <laughs> all of a sudden it's it's like taking on a life of its own yeah so um and 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 your question was whether i still do it and i i have four hours a week that i've dedicated to do i mean i have i have to get back to i have a business that i own and i have you know family and do da do da do da and um <laughs> Um, so I have at least four hours a week that I walk and, but those are open to people that come, you know, whether anybody comes or not, any particular session, you know, it might be rainy and I might be walking alone, but, mm-hmm. um, or there might be three or four people there. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, you know, we walk and talk and cover some really great, um, um, ideas and uh, concepts and um, you know um, and people that have walked the Camino that come and walk with me of course you're reminiscing and mm-hmm. uh, all this stuff and um, you know we it's it's sort of like walking and talking in Spain like you do you meet somebody and they you strike up a conversation and you're you're um, you know, I found out Camino people that come here and that I meet are just, they all know the drill. You know, they all mm-hmm. kind of, <laughs> they've all been put through the boot camp and they, they just can slip into that mode, like, you know, just automatically. Yeah. 
you know, they don't need to be they don't need to be um, uh, massively tired or massively in pain or massively <laughs> you know yeah. sleep deprivation and you know they don't need all that because they're they've already experienced what it's like to have your outer layers worn down and to be able to meet other people at that level yeah you know right yeah absolutely they already they know how to do that, and they just slip into it naturally. And you walk now here, even though it's here, and you're you're at the same level. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Even well, though it's a different locality, different locality, but the same feel. It's the it's the way the mind has been changed by the experience, and the body also can find the rhythm again very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's um well, it's a beautiful thing that you've created there, Phil, and. Uh, the the documentary is a, is moving and I I hope many people get to see it and we'll I'm going to talk with Annie as well about the uh, the process behind the production of the film so can I can I just add something yeah. about Annie of course I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I um let's see how do I put this um you know there was my life before Annie and my life after Annie <laughs> so that's all I got to say no all right. um, <laughs> She's a wonderful person and very energetic and is very sort of dedicated to uh, Camino-ness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, we, she came here, you know, and walked uh, on March 2nd, uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a remarkable sort of meeting for us. Uh, she was working on a book. Um, and she had writer's block, and she said to me, you're such an inspiration, I think I can finish this book. <laughs> and I go, really? Wow. You know, I think yeah. you're the inspiration. Um, you know, you, you've done all this stuff, and here I am just walking through the mud here in my backyard, and, you know, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to like, do something. And, and, and what happened was, see, she was trying to write this book about how to get the Camino experience when you weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a book for like spouses of people that went or, you know, somebody that couldn't go and just to kind of give them a feel for what it might be like. Yeah. Um, sort of on the spiritual side, on the inner side. And here I had the, I had this trail going and I was trying to work, I was working on the same thing really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was, had, was like writing the textbook and I was like, I had the lab like organized, you know, it was like a college course. You know, <laughs> yeah, right? so, absolutely. So all of a sudden we meet and we go, well, wait a minute, we're doing it. We're working on the same thing. So um, that's that's really where I started with Annie and, and the rest. Uh, we're off. Um, she got her book done. We got the we got the movie ninety five percent done, and you know who knows what's next. We got the podcast here. Yeah, you're covering <laughs> all your bases. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Thank you, David. This has been a a nice um, um, sort of uh, brings back all kinds of memories and uh, very um, reviving for me. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story here and in the film Phil's Camino. And um, I I hope you have uh, have great pilgrimages in the in the days to come. Ah, nice. Thank you. Take care. Conmigo Annie O'Neill is the producer and director of Phil's Camino, and she joins me now. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Annie. 
Hi, thank you, Dave. This is this is very cool. I'm a, this is my I'm a, first podcast. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, for those unfamiliar with you, what's your background, and and particularly your background in pilgrimage? Well, I consider myself the luckiest person in the world because <laughs> I was part of a award winning documentary called "Walking the Camino: Six mm-hmm. Ways to Santiago," and. Um, I was that pilgrim, that American woman pilgrim. That's me. <laughs> I'm Annie. <laughs> That's awesome. And you are, you're also writing a book about your experiences now as well, right? Well, yeah. I wrote a book when I first came back called Everyday Camino with Annie. Mm-hmm. And that book is um, it's back pocket book, I call it. It's a slender little book that sits in your back pocket. It's a 40-day meditation on the Camino because it took me approximately 40 days door to door. Um, actually it took me 40 days door to door Mm -hmm. and the, um, so what I wrote was kind of a, a way of walking with other people. One of my major lessons from the Camino was this idea of connection. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to continue that and I wanted to offer that to people. You know, when I came back from walking the Camino, people would say, how was your Camino? And I would think, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wrong tense you know this is this is it right now this little interaction right here yeah. and so everyday camino with annie is for people to have the experience of the camino wherever they are mm-hmm. whether they're just walking in their backyards or whether they're in spain and if someone is fortunate enough to go to spain to walk the camino de santiago this is for whoever they love and hang out with here at their home they can both have a copy of this little back pocket book mm-hmm. and um, read the little entry for each day. They'll be reading the same words and contemplating the same spiritual notions and um, ideas. And it's a way of staying connected again. You know, it's that connection that's so important to me. That's great. You know, I don't need to tell you this, but a film project is an all consuming endeavor and it takes a long time. And yet, after seeing Walking the Camino through to completion, you've found yourself another Camino film project. How did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Annie Hest, she put it pretty bluntly. She said, are you out of your mind? <laughs> because when we, you know, when I came on as a co-producer and a, a featured pilgrim in Walking the Camino, we were very wide-eyed and, you know, I had no idea how much work it was going to be and how many years it would be. Mm-hmm. And I know all of that now. However, at the same time, um, I did things on Phil's Camino that were specifically different. One is Phil's Camino is a short documentary. Mm-hmm. I always thought it would be between 20 and 30 minutes, and it is. Um, and two, you know, Phil's Camino, the main person in Phil's Camino has um, a serious disease. So we're working really hard to finish this quickly mm-hmm. so that we want him to enjoy it too. And it's uh, it's moving right along. I joke and I say that one of our executive producers is St. James. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about <laughs> Phil. What inspired you specifically about Phil's story and compelled you to pursue this project? Oh, boy. So, so amazing. Um, again, because I'm so fortunate to um, to be part of, <clears throat> excuse me, to be part of Walking the Camino, 
I've met a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I've gone in contact with a lot of people. People write to me and people reach out to me. I just opened a Christmas card yesterday from someone here in Los Angeles, but she had been traveling to Paris and she had gone to see the film in France, in Paris, wow. Les Chemins de Compostelle. And she brought with, so she sent me, along with her Christmas card, she sent me a little poster from the French hmm. um, uh, uh, version. And she had sat next to a French pilgrim who wrote me a note. And she included that in my Christmas card. Hmm. So I have this note from this pilgrim Inez. Merci beaucoup, pilgrim Inez. <laughs> <laughs> And um, so it's really, I'm just very fortunate um, that the Camino is so alive still. And um, so one of the the things that happened was that I, I received a really beautiful um, email from a woman who had uh, seen the film. And she said, Annie, my husband and I, um, we saw your your film and we really loved it and my husband has stage four cancer mm. and this was on Facebook and then she kept pressing enter you know how that happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> before you're really ready it's just all of a sudden ah it's out there <laughs> so she did that a couple of times and uh, then she said oh forget it so I said no 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 let's be friends and so we <laughs> friended each other and then she um she sent me, she said, my husband doesn't do Facebook, but he really wants to tell you something. So here he is. <laughs> and he wrote me a beautiful, beautiful letter. I'd love to, to read it to you. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's not that long. Is that, okay. is that okay? Sure. Yeah, of course. Okay. So this, this was, um, so this is uh, what I got in a private message. Annie, my husband Phil wants to say something to you. He doesn't do Facebook himself, so he is writing via my page. Here he is. It is really wonderful to talk with you. We enjoyed the documentary immensely, and you were beautiful. I wept most of the way through it. Hmm. The Camino is such a moving phenomenon. I don't know how much Rebecca has told you about my deal, but I've been working on my own Camino here on Vashon Island, Washington. We have 10 acres, and I set up a walking trail through pasture and woods that is 0 0.88 kilometers. So I'm doing laps on that every day that I don't have treatments in Seattle. I'm up to four miles per day now, and I'm about a third of the way across Spain wow. at Burgos. I started on my birthday, December 21st. But just recently, I shifted from my beginning mentality of worrying about conquering the Camino and have settled into just cruising along, being happy I'm able to do it. I'm happy, but I'm tired. It was Rebecca's idea to have a rock pile at the beginning and end of the trail. I and people that walk with me pick up a stone on each lap and assign a care, worry, thank you, wish, etc. to it and put it on the pile. Mm. Then I and others pray the rosary for the whole pile every day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I had the local priest come and bless the trail before it opened. <laughs> it's kosher. <laughs> it's all good. Out of space. Come walk with me. Love, Phil. Wow. So that's the letter that I got, and I was just amazed. Mm -hmm. I was so touched. And um, so I showed it to my husband, 
And he said, well, where's Vashon Island? And he got off the computer. <laughs> and we saw that it was just off of um, Seattle. Yep. And, you know, in the way that the Camino works, you know, he had months and months earlier uh, purchased tickets for us to fly to Seattle at the <laughs> end of February. And <laughs> this was the middle this was the middle of February. I think it was February eighteenth that Phil wrote to me. And it was just one of those things like yep. you couldn't have planned it. So I wrote back to Phil, you know, hey, thank you for that letter. It was really beautiful. I love what you said about the Camino, you know, just just being happy to walk it and um and then I said, you know, I live in Los Angeles, but mm-hmm. if you're serious about walking, <laughs> how's, how's next weekend? <laughs> <laughs> and we made it happen. That's and awesome. I, I, was, I was very close to finishing my book at that point, Everyday Camino with Annie. And um, I was sitting at, I remember he came and picked me up from the, you have to take a ferry, Mm -hmm. drove me to his house, and we sat and had a cup of tea with his wife, and I remember feeling the exact same feeling that one would feel on the Camino, right before you walk in the morning, you know, Mm -hmm. you're having your cup of tea or whatever, and you know, you're about to go, and it was so exciting, and I sat there and I looked at him and I said, Phil, I think I'm writing this book for you. Mm. And I ended up making uh, the day 40 is actually a quote from that letter I just uh, read, that I, from the letter I just, from the letter <laughs> I received from Phil. Yeah. That's, the, that's the inspirational quote for the day, for day 40. Wow. And it just reminds people to wherever they are, make your way wherever you are and make your way a sacred way wherever mm-hmm. you are. So at that point you so had really lovely. Yeah. <clears throat> you had Sorry. walked the, the Camino at that point, of course, but then yeah. you walked Phil's Camino in Vashon Island. What was that experience like? It was just beautiful. It was at first, it was just the two of us. We walked and then um, Phil's daughter came and walked with us and she was, she was pregnant at the time, so we walked with the two of us and the baby on the way. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so we were all on the way. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was very, we had a really wonderful, beautiful conversation that I'll just remember forever. And it was, a, it was beautiful. It was Seattle. It was raining mm-hmm. gently. It was quiet. The birds were chirping. And it was just lovely. And um, so uh, Tisha, his daughter, walked with us a couple of laps, and then she went back inside, and we finished up. And and I remember, like, I think I said it out loud, but I know I thought it, like, Phil, somebody should make a film about you. <laughs> and, you know, we both kind of chuckled. And then, um, you know, when there was a big change, a big turn of events, um you know, so Phil and I were friends after that, and we would email each other. Mm-hmm. Um, he was part of, I had a, a group that, um, as a way of proofreading my book, we I just emailed them one day at a time for 40 days for Lent that year, and he was part of that group. <laughs> nice. and, um, he, uh, he was getting a scan at one point, and he said, well, uh, you know, pray for me, and I'll let you know. And 
you know, I I did. I kept him in my prayers, and you know, all day I was thinking about him, and I hadn't heard from him, and hadn't heard from him, and I, just, you know, I really thought, oh boy, you know, everybody, good news travels fast. You know, mm-hmm. good news. I I'm sure I would have heard, and I just kept knowing the highest and the best for him, and um, that he wasn't walking alone. You know, that this is all all good, and and the next day he called me and he said, well. <laughs> I got a really good scan, and the doctor said that I can take a chemo holiday. Hmm. That means I get to miss one chemo treatment, so I'm going to go to Spain. Wow. And he got his ticket, and I said, all right, now we have to make this happen. Let's, let's, let's do a film. And so, uh, I mean, the, the story you know, gets even more intense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much time we have, <laughs> but it, just, it worked out that... On July 13th, I hired a crew because I was at this point touring with Walking the Camino. Mm-hmm. So I knew I couldn't go over and, and shoot because I was going to Chicago and Vermont and Canada and you know all over the place <laughs> yeah. in the Camino Mobile. And um, so I hired a crew to go shoot. I hired a crew in, um, to shoot him before he left in, in Seattle and Vashon. And then I hired a crew to walk with him and shoot in Spain. And... Here we are, you know, a year later, and we are very close to finishing the film. We're very close. We're we're getting ready to do our post-production, which is, ironically, the most expensive phase. Mm-hmm. And so we actually have an, an Indiegogo campaign right now called Finishing Funds for Phil's Camino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and finishing <laughs> Funds for Phil's Camino means that we're raising $17,000. Okay. The good news is it's the end of the year. Some people are looking for a tax deduction, and all donations are tax deductible. Mm-hmm. I have a fiscal sponsor that is partnered with me on Indiegogo. So if anyone would like to donate, you can donate at Indiegogo. And what would I, <clears throat> I've shown the rough cut to a, a couple of audiences. Mm-hmm. And, one, and I had a little um, handout afterwards. And one woman wrote... Um, that she wished that her husband could have seen this, but he passed away from cancer two years ago. And it really touched my heart. And so when I was putting together this Indiegogo, anyone who donates at least $25, $25 or more, they can include the name of a loved one who's passed away. And we will put that in our credits as a memorial wall in our credits at some point. Our credits are still being developed, so I can't say exactly what it looks like, but uh, Joe Vaccarino is our graphic artist, and he's amazing, and he's going to make it look great. And so all donations of $25 or more, so whether you donate $25 or $1,000, anything in between or, or more, you can have someone's name be part of our film as a memorial. Yeah. And you think about, you know, most of the people who are listening to this podcast are people who have had an experience on pilgrimage or are thinking about it, but how many of those people have also had their lives touched somehow by cancer, by some sort of serious illness? Um, You know, I can definitely, a a pivotal moment in my life was losing my best friend um, Mm. in eighth grade from leukemia. And um, and, and so you you think about... um, the 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 impact that that has on so many lives and it speaks i think to the 
um, the importance of Phil's story to show what one person did in the face of so many setbacks. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really moved by, like, he never, like, it, it, I'm, it's correct, right? That he, he never necessarily thought that he would make it to Santiago, that he would never make it to oh. Spain. And yet he was he, he was going to make it to Santiago in his backyard, but yeah. he never thought he would go to Spain. <laughs> and 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 you know I think about how so many of us would allow a much smaller setback to thwart our ambitions, and yet he mm-hmm. he pushed himself in in such a um, remarkable way to get there, as you say, in his backyard. Yeah, and you know he had when he was in Spain. And here in America, he has a Camino family like we all get in um, when we walk in Spain and that we have in our lives. And I've spoken to some of those people. They've a a lot of them have reached out to me. A lot of them have made a donation to the film. And, you know, they said none of them ever complained about blisters Mm. when they were walking the film. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not going (laughs) to complain about your blister when you're walking with a guy with stage four cancer. Yeah. So, you know, he made such an impact on so many people that he walked with yeah. and such deep relationships like like we do, like the Camino offers to us, you know. Yeah. As we uh, as we wrap up here, what's what's the biggest thing that you will take have taken from your relationship with Phil and in your production of this film? What's the. What's the forty-first day? I guess. Um, what's the What's the lesson? Boy, there's so many. Um, you know, one of the things that I was really moved by was that Phil was going to do this. He he made this Camino mm-hmm. um, at, at a at a time when a lot of us would be curled up in a ball you know, trying to grapple with the news, you know, about our diagnosis. And he made it, and he had no idea what was going to happen. He didn't Mm -hmm. know if he'd be able to finish it. So he had a friend come and actually use like a a backhoe or something to make it a really solid path so that if he got too, too weak, he could ride his tractor on it. Wow. So like, to me, that's, you know, he wasn't just going to walk. He was going to he was going to get to Santiago one way or another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that was a possibility that he was kind of going to become weaker and weaker. And in fact, the opposite happened. You know, he got stronger and stronger. You know, at first he could just walk one lap and then he, he worked his way up to many laps a day. And um, so that that to me, like, you know, to just think like one way or another like even if it's with a tractor like this is going to happen yeah we're just going to do our best and once yeah that's that's a that's that's a big um that that's a big lesson that i get from him you know he he's he's such a, a an incredible human being there are so many moments in filming him up in Vashon Island that I think of in that first walk, even um, some of the things that he said that, that we talked about are just like seared into me. They, they have changed my life and 
changed me. And this is this is just a really life affirming project. Um, I had lunch with Dan Byrne, the musician who wrote the beautiful song "Come and Walk," and um, he said he's just so happy at, at any time, but especially in this in these times in in this day and age, to be part of such a life affirming project. And once we can again, all feel so overwhelmed. Like, mm-hmm. what do we do? What do we do if all these bad things are happening? But, you know, this is one of the things we can do is affirm life. Mm. And once again, how can people support the project? If you go to Indiegogo mm-hmm. and search for funding, finishing funds for Phil's Camino, mm-hmm. um, I guess, I, you know, I'm also going to put a link to that on our www.philscamino.com. Mm-hmm. So if nothing else, you can just remember Phil's Camino. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Annie O'Neill, and I'm on Facebook, and Phil's Camino is on Facebook. Those are all, all ways of getting in touch with us, and we have links at all of those places. Um, Everyday Camino with Annie on Facebook, I have links um, to Phil's Camino uh, funding. And uh, it's just, I, I'm just really excited. Uh, my own sister-in-law, uh, my dear sweet sister-in-law, Marcia Sherman, passed away mm. um, in the summertime. And the film is dedicated to her. But, you know, it can be dedicated to all of our friends and loved ones. You know, your friend from eighth grade. Like, yeah. uh, all of these people left a, a, a mark on our hearts and souls. And... This is a really life-affirming film. How wonderful that we can have them be part of this life-affirming film. I'm very excited about that. And I thank this woman. And these feedback forms don't have a name on it. I'll never even know <laughs> this woman's name yeah. who, who said that, who inspired this. So um, she's in Northern California. And if you're listening, thank you so much. And uh, I'm sure your husband thanks you for mentioning mm-hmm. him and keeping him alive. So. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Annie O'Neill, thank you for talking with me about Phil's Camino. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Keep up the great work. I really have enjoyed listening to your podcast. So um, I'm, I'm very excited. I'll be part of your archive now <laughs> so people can go and listen to your, your old um, archives. And this will be one. Absolutely. Thank you, Annie. Buen Camino. Cherries ripe in the fields. Jack start to. I had an opportunity to screen a rough cut of Phil's Camino in support of this episode, and I can offer my own experience that it is a remarkably moving short film. It runs less than 30 minutes, and yet over the course of that time, you see Phil at many different moments in the doctor's office, at his home in Vashon Island, on the Vashon Camino, and then in Santiago and on the Camino de Santiago as well. And in each stage, I was struck not just by the challenge Phil faced, but by his resilience by his good spirit, by his ability to find a deeper meaning in a setback. And 
I really recommend it to anyone who has an opportunity to see it. It's heartwarming, it's uplifting, but it's also realistic. It's not saccharine sweetness, it's the wisdom of experience, but a wisdom that gives cause for hope and optimism. As 2015 concludes, you may be looking for ways to give back to pilgrimage, in the spirit of the season, or in the name of your 2015 tax returns. And of course, there are lots of ways to give back to the Camino de Santiago. Gifts can be made to the cathedral in Santiago de Compostela. You can re-up your membership fees with American Pilgrims on the Camino. It's also possible to support Phil's Camino through the Indiegogo campaign going on right now called Finishing Funds for Phil's Camino. This is only open for another 11 days. This podcast was recorded on Sunday, December 20th. So right up until the end of 2015, it's possible to go and contribute to the making of the film. It's a great way to support an inspiring film about the Camino while also memorializing a friend or a family member in the credits of the film. That's going to do it for this week's podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Again, if you'd like to send any feedback or get involved, you can write us at CaminoPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again to Phil and Annie for joining me this week. And I hope you all enjoy a great holiday as we move into the final days of 2015. Take care.